It definitely ruined the mood, and now we call her Spicy Puss. <laughs> Happy Thursday, peepees. It's Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> Best time of the week. No matter where you're listening from, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. You're gonna have, you realize you're going to have to say that every time now, Cashew. Dude, it's my favorite thing in the whole world. I'm obsessed. I say it to everyone. It's kind of weird, but I love it. It sounds like you're a radio producer, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm hitting worldwide, baby. I'm obsessed with saying weird things and freaking people out. <laughs> Okay. So we're just jumping back into everything after a few days off for Christmas. How was your Christmas, Lem? It was so nice. It was so nice to just catch up with family and just have the good food. Not going to lie. I love a bit of Chrissy food. Me too. It was my favorite part, like prawns and ham and pavlova, my favorite. Oh, pavlova. And I made this like pavlova board. So she makes, like, all the little pavlovas, and then you make it yourself, like a a little um, smorgasbord. It's so good. I didn't know that was a thing. I need to have that in my life. No, she's a big Pinterest gal, so. That is epic. That's such a great idea. Yeah. That's great for, like, a a friend-miss Christmas as well. I think so, and, like, you can't mess it up because you have to do it yourself. (laughs) Exactly. No one can be like, oh, I actually don't like passion fruit. I'm like, well, get it yourself, hon. <laughs> yeah, you do you, dolls. So besides that, it's been work, work, work. Work has been so busy. As I've said multiple times, you're probably overhearing it, but it's just that time of the year. I know. Well, life just gets so crazy. And I think especially because we work in e-commerce, everyone's wanting to shop and buy presents for everyone. So it's like a big rush and almost hassle for everyone to get their parcels in time and whatever. So it's very hectic for this industry. Yeah, I feel sorry for OzPost, not going to lie. <laughs> Oi, me too. They T- get slammed. T.Y. OzPost, you're doing a great job. Literally, we love you so much, <laughs> darlings. How was your Chrissy cast? Because I know you weren't with your fam, but Sissy was up, so. Yes. Oh, sorry, I picked my little sister up two days before Christmas from the airport, and holy shit, I sprinted to her hugged her like we almost fell over I was I bawled my eyes out on the way home in the car like I just missed her so much so it was so nice to spend Christmas Eve watching our traditional Grinch movie and you know having cuddles and then you know waking up Christmas morning with her and pretending like she still believes in Santa so I was like "Ooh, Santa came what'd you get (laughs) I really miss believing in Santa like it made it so much funner Dude, I was always low-key a little bit scared of Santa. I'm like, who's this big old man coming into my house, chucking presents? Like, what's he delivering and how does he know what I want? It's real strange. But now I'm like, wow, why was I so skeptical about it? I should have just enjoyed it as a kid. What, how did I not figure it out earlier, though? Like, how did how did he go into my mind and just realize what I wanted? Right? <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know. It's It blows my mind how yep. the parents get away with that for so long. Yeah, me too. But I can't wait to do it myself. Same. Makes me excited to have kids all this, you know, silly season. So much exciting things around and, you know, buying presents for everyone and things like that. I love it. Yeah, I'm so into it. Also, on Christmas Day, I had a bit of a bender, rip-roaring bender, as I like to say. Liv was getting up to go to Sydney. I was still awake as we thought I would be and... I had the best Christmas ever. It was really fun. You know, lots of drinks and fun and celebrations and lots of magic tricks. Lots of magic tricks in the air. Lots lots of love. It was just honestly the nicest Christmas. And it was good to have a few days off because obviously it fell over a weekend for us and then we had a few public holidays after that so that was great yeah it was really nice to have a few days off so yeah yeah, I am still in Sydney so it's been fun yeah your little weekend away with Marshall that's so nice yeah and I'm still working what a surprise (laughs) we are literally dedicated to the potty but honestly we are this is our first time ever recording separately which you know was a bit of a struggle we had to do a few practice runs but It feels really weird not having you in the room with me. It feels so weird, not going to lie. I can't really pick up that body language as such. You know how we would like laugh and it would be uncontrollable. I'm not sure if I'm going to pick up those vibes this time. I know. I'm trying to use heaps of hand language if you can't see because I'm like trying to get you involved. I'm like, come come here and give me a snuggle. Yeah, (laughs) it's like. 
let's get involved, but you're so far away. Like, how are we going to do this for so long? I know, it's wild. But yeah, this is a great practice, I think, for when I leave. So yeah, it's good to get started early. I think so. We want it perfect for the PPs. Exactly. Lots of practicing and, you know, we appreciate you guys sticking around while we navigate the wild world of podcasting. Yes. And it's going to, I mean, it's going to be great content. Like when you're overseas, I'm very excited to catch up. It makes it feel real that we're going to be able to sit down and just catch up on our lives. I know I'm going to be, once I'm in London and traveling Europe, I'm going to be thinking, do it for the podcast, do something crazy, take a risk, you know, find someone to travel all these, (laughs) travel to all these new places just so I can bring you guys some great stories. So I'm very excited for that. So, you know, one of the most exciting parts of going, to be honest. Yeah. We're going to sit down and go, so what's been happening? You'll have all this stuff and then you'll ask me and I'll say, I am working. I know, literally, you won't be able to shut me up from my adventure stories. So I'm excited. I'm, same, 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 same. Get me to Europe right now. <laughs> oh, well, what about when we both come back from Europe? That is going to be one to remember. They're going to be some epic tales to come. I can't fucking wait. Anyway, talking about Europe, I actually have a pretty good recommendation for you guys this week. Regarding something that I'm going to be taking to Europe with me. So I was gifted a bunch of Temptation Vacation for Christmas from my family because it is my favorite brand. And, you know, it's summer here right now. So I got a bunch of summer pieces to take with me to Europe and everything is so fucking cute. I've always loved that brand and everything they make. So that's my little recommendations for the week. And it's also a great present to give someone. Yes, I love their stuff. It is such cool girl vibes. I... I'm obsessed. Me too. And everything is, I wouldn't say it's basic because it's all really cool on its own. You could just wear like a basic tee with it, but they're all super, super easy to style and, you know, wear to any occasion. So yeah, I absolutely love that. Love it. I actually didn't know Temptation Vacation, not going to lie, until you introduced me to it because I remember you wearing something one day and I was like, what does TV mean? Like, why have you, yeah. got, t- why have you got TV on your shirt, Kashi? She's like, it's Temptation Vacation. Yeah, I was like, duh, girl, like, where have you been? Where have you been Oh my life? Yeah, and it's a little Australian brand as well, which we love to support. So, yeah, yes, that. small business. My recommendation is a food one this week. Ooh. I wanted to spice things up. If you are coming to the Gold Coast or you live on the Gold Coast and you haven't been here, then what are you doing? It is <laughs> <laughs> it's the collective at Palm Beach, and it is so good because you go there and you have about I think it's like four or five menus within the one restaurant. So you have five Mm. different cuisines to choose from. So if you're going with a group of people, it is literally perfect. It's so nice, especially for like a bigger group of friends as well. I remember I went there for a dinner with 10 friends and no one could decide on what they wanted. So this is why I went there. And then literally everyone got something different. We all kind of shared. We all had a bit of everything. It was so good and the best cocktails. Yes, the amarettos. Oh, so fucking fire. That's so a great. Good. That is a great reclam. So before we get into today's juicy topic, we want to find out what you guys think is better than sex. We love this little fun game we play with you guys. And finding out what's better than sex is being harder than I expected, to be honest. I haven't been proven wrong that there is anything better yet. Yes, but I think we're going to come to the end of our Little Better Than Sex segment soon. I think it's nearly been four weeks, Keshu. I know it has. Yeah, we're going to switch up this little game every four weeks for you guys so you you don't get bored of the same topic. But yeah, yet to be proven wrong, so I'm waiting for that. Okay, well, you can kick it off, Miss Better Than Sex. (laughs) This This one's quite fitting because, as you guys know, it was my birthday last week. And funnily enough, I do this religiously on my birthday every year. It's kind of like a weird tradition. It just makes me feel a little bit free, but it's going for a nudie swim at night. Yes. (laughs) And I just think you're it's night, so no one can see you. You're, like, not ruining anyone's day with your bits. but not ruining running. (laughs) (laughs) You're just running through the wind and the salt and the – beautiful ocean you're fully naked so you're down with nature it's just a time to be alive to be honest it's kind of weird but you know I like doing weird shit 
You're all one with nature. Uh, literally. <laughs> Little bits flying everywhere. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I need to... I haven't done that in a long time, not going to lie, so... It's very freeing. Mm, the ocean or the pool? The ocean's definitely better. Yeah, I feel like the ocean would be lit. Mm-hmm. It sure is. What have you got? Well, mine is obviously a little bit more reserved. Always more reserved than cashew. I always take it to the next level. <laughs> Taking your makeup off after a night out. Oh, sorry about best feeling in the world. Like taking that mascara off. Oh, it is so satisfying. It is just something else. Hey, especially if you've had like a big night sweating, like you just can't wait to get home and take off your makeup. Yeah, like a festival, like a 12-hour flat day of having makeup on. That shit's good. Yes, it is. And I hardly ever wear makeup too. So like when it's on, I just want it off straight away. Same. I literally put mascara on and then go, I'm tired because like my eyes aren't used to wearing something on them. Nah, totally agree. Totally agree. You guys have got some pretty good ones today. So we're going to read them out. So we're going to kick it off with when you get into an argument with someone and you have the best comeback, it shuts them straight up. Yes. Honestly. Banger. I love this because I'm quite competitive. So if I kind of like come back with a really good comeback, I'm patting myself on the back for days. Yes. This is a good one, especially if you just really, really want to get back at them and like, oh, it's just so satisfying. I know. I wouldn't suggest like being nasty but like a good comeback when you're having a bit of banter is always fun yeah no we're not we're not mean around here no 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 lovely little ladies Mm -hmm. so this one i think everyone can agree is pretty good is knocking off work on a friday afternoon oh especially if you've had a hectic week and like you've got an exciting weekend planned as well like you just are hanging for that clock off time yes this is so good or if like it's not even just a friday it's before holidays or something oh my god yeah you're going on like a two-week vacay and you've finished work for the last day oofed yes so next up we've got getting a fresh phone and peeling off that screen protector film oh That is, oh, why didn't I never think of that? That is so satisfying. I know. Literally, it gets you in like all the right spots, doesn't it? It's just like peeling it off and it's just like the whole peel off and then you've got the satisfying fresh bone with no scratches. Like it just looks stunning. Yeah. Or what about when you put the, I just made this up. What about when you put on an actual screen protector and there's no bubbles? Yeah. Like not a single bubble. It is fresh, clean. That is fucking decent as well. I love that so much. That is so good. So lucky last for our listener, Better Than Sex, is when you're rapping a really hard song to rap and you get every single word right to the T. Oh, I don't know if I can say I've ever done this for like a really hard rap song. Yeah. One of of my best friends knows Eminem back to front. And when I say like every – Every single fucking word, she absolutely nails it. And I'm like mind blown every time. It's in, it's crazy. It's yes, stupid. yes. Me and her have actually done that before and it's so satisfying. Right? It's the best feeling in the world. I'd love to be able to rap properly. Same here. I just wish I could sing. Like to, for me to be like a yeah. famous singer would be my life goal. Dream come true, right? Literally, I actually record myself singing all the time and then listen back and go, nah, you're not going to make it this week, doll. You're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, you got a, you got a few notes to crack there. Literally. I mean, we are on Spotify, so we're halfway there. That's fine. Yes, that's it. Our voices are out there, just not singing. Literally, I can sing for you if you like. Oh, okay. Get it, queen. <laughs> Get a little cashew nut. She got the vocals. She got, she's hitting those notes. <laughs> As you guys all know, we recently did a topic on men are from Mars. This was all from a girl's perspective about boys in the life of dating. Today, we are going to cover women are from Venus. Yeah. We have reached out to all of our close guy friends. We've received all of their opinions about all different topics and ways they react in certain situations. So today, we're covering relationships from a male's perspective about women. Yes, I am so excited for this one because us women, we like to think we're little FBIs and now we can say we really are. Literally, today we're going to give you all that juicy little goss from inside a male's mind so we can literally understand the way they work. We want to start this topic from a quote from the book itself, 
Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I would actually love to read this book myself because, I mean, who doesn't want to get into the mind of a male, right? I know. I am going to purchase this book after this episode because I am, obviously, we've done a bit of research and everything, but I need to know it all. It's so interesting. It is really interesting because the male's brain actually works so differently from us. It's wild. I think also growing up, you know, as a girl in her teens and now a young 20-something, I am always so curious about men and how they react when they're sad and happy. Like, I just love to know as much as I can. I would love to just be a little expert on boys. Then I would never have any boy issues. It would be fab. Yeah, I agree. Wouldn't that just be... (laughs) Kidding. We're probably all going to have boy issues always because boys are smelly. (laughs) They carry cooties. (laughs) Literally, ew, we need that hand sanitizer for the boys. Yes, I got plenty of that shit. All right, so this is the quote, guys. We just got so off track as usual. So, men are motivated when they feel needed, while women are motivated when they feel cherished. Yes, so true. This is really true because men always want to feel like they're needed from someone, their partner, whoever it may be. And us women, we want to feel like we're protected. So this this mm. is great. That's why we work well together, you know. Great little pair. Yeah. And I think sometimes in relationships with your girlfriends versus a relationship with a, a boyfriend or whatever is very different because I get similar things from Lem than I do from a partner because we are obviously so connected. But there's just it's just something different when it comes to boys. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start this topic with a little game. This was a trend on, I think, maybe TikTok a while ago. So it is called She, She's a Five, But. So we're going from She's a Five, we're going to rate them a 10. Yeah, we, re- we reached out to all of our guy friends and we said, you meet a girl and she's a five, for example, but we want to know what would make her a 10 in your eyes. So we Ask them for things that really stands out to a girl that really makes them attractive in their mind. Yes, which I love this. So let's get straight into it. We've got to start with she's a five but has good banter. Love this. We love banter. Absolutely. Makes you sexy if you can give a good bit of banter, you know. She's a five but always makes you laugh. Yes. Laughter without laughter. I mean, how boring, right? I know. That would be no fun for a relationship. No, no, no. She's a five but has a sexy voice. I've been told that I have a sexy voice and I was, like, turned on by that compliment. It was very nice. It was very nice. (laughs) (laughs) She's a five, but packs your lunch. Yes. My boyfriend wrote this one in, and I'm taking the hint. Literally, he's like, I know you meal prep for yourself, so make me lunch. Yes, literally. He has high expectations. (laughs) Literally. uh, I would, too. I'm kind of, like, waiting for my lunch as well, to be honest. (laughs) She's a five, but isn't jealous. Yeah, no no one likes jealousy. Come on, guys. No one likes jealousy. Jealousy is a killer. She's a five, but doesn't spend too much time on her phone. Yeah, so the boys like it when we're nice and present and give them all our divided attention. Yes, they're secretly softies. We just, we just know it. Literally, I'm so onto them. <laughs> She's a five, but dresses nicely. Yeah. Cute. I know, the boys like when we put a bit of effort into getting ready. Yeah, just as much as we like them putting in effort. Totally. She's a five, but wears nice perfume. Mm-hmm. Always smelling good, ladies. Very mm-hmm. important. She's a five, but is confident. Oh, we love a confident queen. We love confident women. And if you're struggling to be confident, we have recently done an episode on confidence. So go back and listen to it and all the boys will fall in love. <laughs> we love a bit of a promotion in the potty. Hell yeah. Promoting ourselves, baby. So, as you guys know, in the Men Are From Mars episode, I covered a whole lot of icks. Turns out that men have a bunch of icks for women as well. Although we had to explain to them what an ick actually was, as soon as they realized, we got like an essay of icks. So, I'm excited to go through them and see what they think is an ick. Yes, me too. I mean, we did have to sit there and... Fully explained to them what an ick was, but they did all right. I'll, I'll give it to the boys. Literally, it was really funny. We were saying to them, okay, do you have any icks for girls? And they were like, what do you mean icks? Like, 
I hate when they do this and this and they were kind of list, listing off more like red flags and I was like no it's like silly stuff something that like you would still date someone because of but it kind of made you a bit like ooh. yeah and I feel let me just say I feel like with X if you meet that person you really like all their X anyway this is just like oh purely for the laughs Totally. It's kind of those things you can pick out and tease each other with, like, in a fun way. So Yeah, I agree. So we'll just list them all off because we have quite a few here. We'll start off with big fake lips. And moustache. Mm, hairy armpits. When a girl hugs a guy and their makeup rubs off on their shirt. I did not realise this was an ick, but I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants brown all over their nice white shirt right literally no i know so many boys that are so fussy about getting their clothes dirty yeah speaking like they are dumb quote-unquote trying to act cool we've got speaking like a full-on bogan guilty (laughs) guilty doing makeup while driving who the fuck does this how do you i'm sorry but this shit's dangerous this isn't an ick these bitches are living life on the edge. That's all I've got to say. They really are. Really drawn on eyebrows. We've all been there. Cheeks <laughs> with mullets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a mullet just after this episode. Uh, I, You know what? That wouldn't surprise me. Talking too much about themselves. Doesn't like my music. Matching outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into it, but I am a little bit into like the matching Peter Alexander Christmas pajamas because they're a bit cute. Mm. It gives me major ick, but if you're taking the piss, then yes. I mean, if it's just you two at home in pyjamas, it's not going to hurt, right? Too much effort on Instagram. Leaving clothes on the floor. Oh, cashew. Uh, Are they reading at you? (laughs) I was about to say, I feel so targeted. You feel so attacked right now. (laughs) Poor little cashew nuts about to crack. She's going to crack, guys, and I'm blaming all of you because I'm going to have to deal with it. The cracked cashew nut. All of these boys are being mean to me. (laughs) Eating in bed. We all do it. Why do they say that? Everyone eats in bed. And if you say you don't, you're lying. Literally every single boy I know eats in bed. So you can all shut up. Yeah. Dirty feet. Oh, I don't like clean feet, let alone dirty feet. So this can can go. I I agree with the boys on this one. (laughs) Vaping. Oh, I agree. Yep, cashew attack once again. <laughs> Shit. When a girl thinks they know everything about guys, and just quickly, this is funny that that's actually in there because this is the whole point of this episode, isn't it? Learning everything about boys. So, oh, sorry guys, stitching you up. Yeah, this this episode's a big fat ick then for them. <laughs> Literally, they're gonna hate this. When they're replying to me on text, giving me a one word answer. When you're having sex and they starfish. I, I did this when I lost my virginity because I had no idea what was going on and now I move on like a pretzel, so bet A pretzel? Yeah, I'm getting in all different shapes and sizes. Oh, when, <laughs> when they call me cute. Oh, I do this all the time. Same, I'm guilty for calling boys cute. I got a bunch of happy birthday messages from heaps of different guy friends and whatnot and I literally applied to every single one of them. Thanks, cutie. Sorry, whoops. When she expects free drinks at a bar. Yeah, hanging off you like a bad smell. Yeah, that's just not very nice, is it? Like, buy your own drinks, queen, or maybe shout him a drink for once. It's nice. I think I'd actually really appreciate it, not going to lie. She's stronger than me. Yeah, I mean, personally, I want them to be stronger than me anyway. Mm, I like being the stronger one so I can wrestle them. (laughs) (laughs) Cashew just, like, slam dunks them on the bed, and they're like, holy shit. Hell. Yeah, I tried to do that the other day, and I got a big bruise in my butt, so that wasn't a great idea. And lucky last, we've got, she said she's fine when she's actually sad or angry. Yeah. This is about you, little Emmy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You even do this to me. I'll be like, what's up? I can tell there's something wrong. You go, I'm fine. And I'm like, you're not. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. Okay, guys, that's. I just feel attacked. Oh, <laughs> don't get, Lemmy's coming out, guys. Did you hear that tone of voice? Did you? <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm calming down. Need a break? Have a Kit Kat, baby. <laughs> now that we have listed all of the boys' icks about women, we're going to get into a little bit more of an important topic. We're getting into red and green flags. Let's kick it off with red flags and then we'll finish on a high note. Yes, I agree. Let's just, we'll just list them off. There's only a few, which is good. Boys are actually quite easy to please, to be honest, that I've realized from doing this episode. 
Yes, I agree. I feel like they're very, they're very black and white, very straightforward. There's really not much to them, to be honest. <laughs> Simple little creatures they are, aren't they? Yes, they are. Oh, I love them all so much. So we're going to kick it off with the first red flag as immaturity. I mean, this is fair. Yeah. No one wants an immature partner. You need no. someone that's going to be mature and do, making smart life choices and things. So yeah, agree. Next one, always right. I think that comes into having a big ego as well. I think always right also comes into immaturity. Like when you're a bit bit more mature, you you will listen to your partner and not just think you are always right. Get letting go of your ego and learning to love. <laughs> learning to love. Uh, speaking of love, loves himself a bit too much. Oh, God. This is about me again. Is this? <laughs> oh, shit. Reacts badly over petty issues. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. They um, they almost all tie in together, don't they? Yeah, I agree. Acts dumb in front of boys. I mean, I feel like as women in a lot of girl movies, the popular girls are always acting dumb and maybe this is why it doesn't happen as much now, but when we're younger, maybe we did act more on the dumb side to impress boys. I definitely agree. I think it influences, you know, a lot of the culture movies so we take Mm. a lot away from them and kind of go oh they're popular they've got this and all the hot boys and whatever it is so I think that we need to stop watching silly movies and we need to know that we are all smart independent women and we need to show these boys what we can fucking do yeah I agree with you Cashew yeah, they, yeah. they kind of want us to take charge, not going to lie, in that, like, respect of, you know, being mature and knowing what we want and not just mm-hmm. acting like we have no idea what's going on. Cries when she's drunk. Deal with your shit sober so you can have fun <laughs> once you go out. <laughs> this poor guy no. told us that he's had so many multiple girlfriends that would just go out and cry. Which, I mean, I feel like I used to do that when I was younger because I didn't know how to actually deal with my emotions. So um, I'd try and drink my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's never going to end well, hun. If you're upset, don't drink. No, don't drink. Stay in, watch a sad movie, let it all out, cry, call a friend, and then go out the next night and have a belter. Yeah. Yeah, girl. And lucky last for red flags is they are overly clingy, which when they said this to me, I kind of looked into inwards to myself and thought, is this me? Because I'm a very, very overly affectionate person when I like someone. You know, when I'm with them, I want to be cuddling and touching and my love language is affection and touch. So I think there's a big difference between being affectionate and then, you know, not having an independence and being clingy. I think being affectionate is fine, but when you rely on them so much that you have to be with them all the time, you can't go out without them, you can't kind of do anything without their almost permission. I think I think that's more of what they're talking about. Yeah, definitely. And that's just, you're just going to suffocate them and scare them away. I know, which you don't want to do. And then that also nah. ruins the, like, the little love bubble you've got going on because, you know, you need your independence. Keeps yeah. the relationship fun. Fresh. Keeps the quote-unquote honeymoon phase going just a little bit longer. Let's get into the green flag. We love a green flag. I Me honestly, too. I honestly don't know, like, when did green flags actually start because I know we've had red flags going on for ages but I feel like Mm. one day someone just randomly said green flag and I thought why haven't we been talking about this earlier I feel like green flags really new am I wrong I don't No, I agree I think a lot of the time in conversations people put a lot of emphasis on the negative things where then the positives come a lot later and it's like people almost trying to make up with all, for all the negative where I think we need to f- switch it around and focus on all of the positive stuff first and, you know, make sure everyone knows this is way more important. Green flags are what you need to look for in people. Yeah. Like you'll see girls going, oh, he's a walking red flag. Why don't we be like, well, he's a walking green flag. Duh. Literally, I know a bunch of guys that are walking green flags and they're literally the most kind, genuine people in the whole world. And I'm like, any girl would be so lucky to have you. Yeah, you have your flaws, but everyone does. Like, at least they're kind and beautiful souls. So that's all that matters. So let's kick it off with they're kind to everyone. Oh, yeah. We we love kind people. Kind people. We love kind people. Kind people are my favorite. 
that kind of rolls into puts people first. From this episode talking to our guy friends, a lot of them all said the same thing as their first green flag was someone that looks after people and it's kind of someone puts them first and is very sweet person. So I yeah. think that's really important to a lot of people. I think so too. I agree. We've also got has a solid friend group. We had this about boys as well. So it's interesting to see that boys like when a woman has a solid friend group. Yes. Uh, Is independent. That kind of rolls into the clingy part with the red flag. We love, I mean, we, they love independence, guys. Yeah. Strong, independent women is the most attractive thing ever. Someone who works hard to create a life for herself and isn't waiting around to find a husband. That kind of goes hand in hand with independence. Totally. And I think this is something that's definitely evolved in time where, you know, back in the day, I speak to my nun a lot about how her relationships were when she was younger. And she always says like the whole goal in life was to find a husband that would look after you. Where now I think it's not so much the roles of reverse, but it's like, Everyone's becoming more equal. Everyone's trying to find a life for themselves rather than find a life with someone else. Yeah, I'm, and I'm really into it. Like, I'm so here for all these women out there that are buying houses on their own, being successful in their jobs. Like, it's so good. And there's a lot of stay-at-home dads now because of this. Yeah, I have a few guy friends that have all said to me, I would love to be a stay-at-home dad. And finding a woman that is really driven in their career is the hottest thing to them. So that's interesting too. It is. It's so nice hearing them say they'd love to be a stay-at-home dad. Like that is so, I was going to say it's so cute, but it is so cute. It literally makes me want to marry them. I'm like, what are you doing later? (laughs) Want to make a baby and you can look after it? (laughs) Is a great cook. Oh, (laughs) Sign me up. The key to a boy's heart is good food. So I think, yes, absolutely big tick for the chicks that can cook. And last but not least, they love their family a lot. Everybody wants someone who loves their family. You know, of course, if you have family issues and stuff, it can be more directed towards your friends or whatever. But someone that just loves the people in their close circle is very, very important. Now that we've covered what boys find as X, green flags and red flags, today we're going to put our FBI skills to the test chicks and we're going to work out what goes on inside a man's mind when it comes to dating. We're more looking into the start and the end of a relationship because I think these are two huge parts of life that we all really struggle with. But Obviously, as women, we all speak to each other a lot and we have a really big understanding of how we all deal with it. I have so many girlfriends come to me going, why are they acting like this? Like, we've just broken up. Why would they do that? They've treated me like this and now they're doing this. It's like no one really has any idea what's going on. So we're going to deep dive into that and see how they feel going through these times in their lives. So let's start with start of a relationship. Kicking it off with a bang, men take an average of about three months to tell their partner they love them, whereas women take an average of about four and a half months. This is crazy. Do you think that perhaps men fall in love a lot slower but almost harder than women? I don't know, but I guess men do say it first, but maybe women feel it first. Yeah, maybe we just wait for them to say it. I mean, not always men say it first. I know a few people that have told their partner they love them first, but I think it's just... Yeah, I think it's just waiting for that right time where you think you're very secure in a relationship and you feel ready to open up like that. Yeah. But, yeah, very interesting that men take three months to fall in love. Yeah, well, to tell them that they love them. Our guy friends have let us know that when they have feelings for a woman, they really notice that they try and include the girl in all of their plans. So, you know, they want to hang out with them all the time, take you on nice dates. They really want to invite you into their world and – introduce you to their friends and family or even workmates or they just want you around a lot of the time and the boys have said that they just almost want the girl to feel like their best mate so they can come and do all this exciting things with them and you know just enjoy life together which is really cute yeah and I feel like I've always like low-key known this because you can tell when a guy actually wants to hang out with you Mm, I agree I know they'll ask you almost like towards the start of the week where I know a lot of my guy friends don't plan things until Friday morning, you know, and then they'll go out that Friday night. Whereas when they start to like you, they will plan stuff earlier. They'll make sure you're invited to everything. They make sure you know what's going on. So 
Yeah. It's very cute. You can kind of tell. I feel like boys, that's a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Also, what else is a dead giveaway, which is what they've said, is their body language changes. So they're not as touchy or they're more touchy, like that type of language changes. And to I feel like we really need to trust our gut when it comes to body language. Totally. You know, with this kind of weird kind of situationship I'm in at the moment, I've kind of noticed this at the moment. He'll, rather than sit across me at the table, he'll be standing next to me or sitting next to me or yes, just changing like little habits where – you know, they were so normal for so long because we were just friends. And now it seems he just wants to be a little bit closer, a little bit more involved with exactly what I'm doing, which is really cute. Yes. And if you really like them, you will notice these subtle changes. So keep an eye out, ladies. We all know that when we tell boys something, 90% of the time it goes in one ear and out the other. But the boys have said, when they really like someone, they will really, really listen and take it in. They almost want you to know that they're really listening. So they let they said to us that they would always bring up that conversation the next day as well to yeah. kind of be like, look, I did listen to you. It's like they want a little pat on the back. It's so cute. Yeah, I feel like they do that too. They do want a little bit of um, brownie points, you would call them. <laughs> totally, I know. So if he really likes you, he will also check up on you and show that he cares. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're going through a hard time. He'll be there for you. He'll be going out of his way to make sure you're okay and things like that, which is which is very yeah. important, especially very. in a relationship. If things are starting to get serious and you're not sure if he likes you, open up to him and tell him something personal and see how they react to it because I think that's a big indicator whether they like you or not. Yes, I agree. They also like to problem solve these men. Literally the tiniest problem, like opening that, opening a drink for you or literally opening the door or like any little thing that they could do for you. They love it. Yeah, that was like I am now sitting at my new setup, my little desk and things for the potty and yeah, Marshall was more than keen to come help me set it up. <laughs> we love that. We love a thoughtful man. They've also said that they'll make you a priority, which is Mm -hmm. what we love to hear, ladies. We want to be their priority always. Always. We have to be, you know, maybe not number one, but we've got to be a high priority for these Maybe not one. What do you mean, Cashew? Well, I think they still need to put themselves first. Yes, I do agree with that. Put themselves first, but I want to come second. See, we're not selfish lovers around here. They can love themselves more than they love us. <laughs> Self-love <laughs> solves all your problems, doesn't it, Cashew? Literally. Yeah, I got that tattooed on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. Also, they love doing thoughtful things for us, you know, buying us flowers. And a lot of them said they actually enjoy going out and choosing, like, flowers or you know, mm. buying us a coffee. They once they fall in love, they love doing these things. So they're boys. So if they're going out and buying you flowers, I mean appreciate it because they probably have no idea what ones you're gonna like. Literally, even if you say you are allergic to roses and they buy you roses, thank them and maybe just wear a mask. <laughs> maybe just wear a mask. Starts so like breaking out in hives and they're like, Thanks, babe, I love them. You're like, this is my favorite. How do you know? <laughs> Lucky last, they have said they often have a harder time picking up on subtle relationship cues. In fact, mm-hmm. some guys get anxious about becoming attached, even if they seem to be enjoying the relationship so far. I kind of noticed that. I often hear that men are like rubber bands. They withdraw when things get a little bit scary and they start to feel things and then they come bouncing back. They're like, did you miss me? <laughs> Literally. They're like, oh, actually, no, I am in love. Don't worry. I'm here. Yeah, I lied. I'm, I'm here. I'm back. I think as well when guys start to get vulnerable towards the start of a relationship, it is very daunting for them where girls kind of express these feelings and get vulnerable with it. Guys kind of freak out a little bit and this is why they do get a bit anxious and a little bit weird sometimes at the start of a relationship. And then you're kind of left in that gray area but don't worry, if they like you, they will come bouncing straight back. Yeah, just just give them a little bit more time, gals. They're just a little bit slow. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so we're going to move on from the start of the relationship and we're going to go through the stages of breakups. There's seven stages. I mean, 
I think we've already got a rough idea about the stages, don't we, Cashew? To me, this is very obvious, but, you know, I do have a lot of male friends that are very open with me. So, you know, they do speak to me during this time and things. So I've kind of picked this up from that, but these are all very interesting. Stage one, their ego comes alive. Oh, yeah, we all know. Doesn't it ever? They're like, I'm single chicks. I'm the king of the world. Look at me. Look at me. Stage two, man becomes a social animal (laughs) (laughs) yeah always got to be going out going to the gym doing all the things they love like posting on socials as well is a big thing after a breakup for a man yeah i feel like that's a big thing for a girl too not gonna lie stage number three realize the realization starts to creep in of what's just happened yeah and i find this is roughly like two or three months after the breakup so they're kind of like crazy they're going out and hooking up with girls or whatever, finding rebounds for a little bit. Yeah. And then about two or three months later, this all comes back and they go, oh, no, what have what have I actually lost? Yes, which takes us into stage four. They get angry and they get sad, guys. They get sad. Aww. Best believe it, they do get sad. Yeah, men do have feelings as well. Yes, we need to be, we need to be a little bit nicer. As we say, most things, especially when it comes to feelings, take a little bit longer for boys. Yeah. So stage five, they start to accept what's happened Mm -hmm. after they've been sad. Into stage six, they start gaining the trust again of relationships and they start to get a little bit more hope. That's great, but I just wonder how long all of these stages take for guys. I know. I wish wish we knew about a rough time, but I feel like these end ones are that bit longer. So do I. And stage number seven, they're ready to take the leap again. So... You know, they've gone through all the motions, they've gotten over it, and they're they're just back to their normal selves, really. Totally. I kind of find a common theme with my guy friends that it roughly takes them almost a year, sometimes a little bit different, obviously, depending on the person, but roughly a year to completely be over their ex and be really happy to start a new relationship. Yeah. So I think it is quite a long period of time for men to get over it, where I think women kind of react with anger and sadness almost first and then we go a bit crazy social and then we kind of start to rebuild. So I think it is a bit more of a faster process because we feel things when they happen rather than delaying it. Yeah, and I I am so glad we're like that, to be honest. I would rather feel it straight away than think I'm okay and feel it like six months down the track. Because you just want to get o- not get it over and done with, but you just want to recover from it almost, you know, as soon as you can. Yeah. So they've said towards the end of a relationship, they almost seem distracted and disinterested within the relationship. And this is them falling out of love. And as much as that sucks, sometimes you've got to trust your gut when they are becoming more distracted and disinterested because, you know, there could be an issue there. Because men are so black and white. Like if they're showing you they're a little bit disinterested, believe them. They are so black and white. Their brains work quite basic is the word I'm looking for. So (laughs) take the cues and really don't, don't overthink it. Just what's in front of you is probably what's happening. As hard as it is knowing that your partner may be falling out of love for you, sometimes these little signs are something that you could work on and fix and then overcome whatever issues going on in the relationship. And if not, maybe they're just not the right person for you. That's it. It's not rejection. It's redirection, guys. So they've also said they like to hide their feelings when it comes to a breakup, which I think Mm -hmm. us chicks would already, we've already grasped this. They like Mm -hmm. to act like everything's okay, be strong, and they bottle it up. And then one day they'll just feel it all like a big bum. Yeah, it'll burst and they'll be sad. And, you know, this is probably the time when we're all out living our best lives and it's too late. It's too late. What I'm getting from this episode is I think that if you do have a guy friend out there in a relationship or single, no matter what, I think we need to kind of open up to them more and talk to them and actually see how they are going in life and try and get them to open up their feelings more to you as a friend. So then when they do get into a relationship, they can be open with their partner because it's all about just feeling everything, you know? Yeah, and if a male has surrounded themselves with women or – has had a past relationship with a girl who hasn't let them open up, then they are going to be more reserved. So it's good to encourage it. I agree. We've got to be there for them. I've also got a lot of feedback from the boys that when they're dealing with a breakup, they tend to work out and rebound as a form of coping. You know, yeah. they're pumping the iron, they're 
rebounding to new girls, this is a way to mask all of their feelings and, you know, distract themselves almost, which is another thing that they just shouldn't do. I've spoken to all my guy friends about this and said, no, 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 not your boy, none of this around here. No, but I'm here for them going to the gym and releasing it that way. I feel like that is such a healthy way to release the feelings. Totally, I agree. Get all the endorphins up, you know, maybe do some boxing, get the anger out or all those things. But, yeah, I just think at the end of the day we need to make sure boys feel that it's okay to open up. I agree, Cashew. So we've talked about what's better than sex, but let's talk about some funny sex stories We have got some bangers here from the guys. To be honest, half of them, I mind-boggled me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Also, I found it really funny. So every time we sat down with a bunch of different guys and, you know, we took some of them out for lunch, we asked some boys at work and whatever, we kind of asked a whole bunch of different groups of men that we knew. And somehow this whole conversation about women and how they act with their feelings always ended up in a funny sex story at the end of the conversation. So we thought we may as well add this into our topic because clearly boys love talking about funny sex stories. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. This first one is my favorite of them all. So (laughs) we were having sex in the car. She got a leg cramp, jumped up, And hit her head on the roof. Bro, mood killer. Sorry, but having sex in the car, yes, it is fun and adventurous and so thrilling, but so uncomfortable. So the leg cramps are going to be added bonus to that one. Yeah, the leg cramp, but then hitting your head to top it off, like that's just the cherry on top. Dude, literally, that is a a wild story. I love that so much. Yeah, not as well as this (laughs) next one, Cashew. This one's probably my favorite because I really want to meet this chick. So they were doing doggy. She popped out her knee, popped it straight back in and said, let's keep having sex. Sorry. Sorry. Who is this chick? I need to meet her. She sounds like an absolute weapon. I feel like (laughs) this must happen to her all the time. She's so used to it. She's just like, oh, sorry, my knee just popped out. Like, doesn't that hurt? And kill the mood. And she just said, let's just keep going. And apparently he like kind of freaked out and was like, oh my God, no, no, no. And she was like, no, 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 keep going. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Like that's wild. That is wild. So we got home from a night out. We were hooking up in the kitchen. Her mum came out to get a glass of water and we locked eyes while we were having (gasps) sex. This is everyone's worst nightmare. Like who, what? Sorry. All I can think about when I hear this story is, Imagine breakfast the next morning. She's like, uh, can you please pass me the maple syrup? And he's like, uh, okay. Imagine how awkward it'd be. Do you want a glass of water? Literally, you're a bit thirsty, mum, after what you saw last night. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not into it. It's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. And lucky last, this one is probably my favourite. All of them them are my favorite, but this one's hilarious. So I went out for breakfast with the boys. I had chili scrambled like normal. Then I went to my girlfriend's place after, went down on her. She started screaming that it was burning. It definitely ruined the mood, and now we call her Spicy Puss. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, the nickname gets me. That is so funny. You just imagine him telling the boys, like, Oh my god, my missus has a spicy puss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can just, I can just hear it. See, if someone said that about me, I take it as a compliment. I'm like, yes, she's spicy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. That would be absolutely horrific, though. Like, I'm in pain thinking about it. Yeah, I, I never want to feel that pain. That does not no. sound nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ouchie, mama. <laughs> I think some of those things could potentially put you in the doghouse. You know, we always seem to be putting the boys in the doghouse, but do women get put in the doghouse as well? We asked the boys and they said, hell yeah, they do. So we want to add reasons why we've been put in the doghouse because I definitely have been in the doghouse before and I knew it. Whoopsies. Yeah. I mean, I'm just an angel. Uh, Whatever, (laughs) Lemmy. You're always in that doghouse. No, I I put myself in the doghouse for being a sassy little lemon. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, you do. I put you in the doghouse sometimes too. I'm like, lady, get over there. Yeah, she's like, it's just let me calm down. Like, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Has Marshall put you in the doghouse yet? Um, I actually don't think so. I'm not going to lie. See, it's hard to know if you're in the doghouse or not sometimes because sometimes it could be salty with you without really saying anything. Yeah, I feel like he probably has in his mind, but I feel like he doesn't really show me. So I actually have no idea. Oh, I want to, I'm going to ask him. Mm, I know, I'm intrigued too. I mean, I'm sure he's thought about it many times. (laughs) I have definitely been put in the doghouse. I remember one time it was my ex's birthday and we were out together, I think, somewhere in a club or whatever, and I just got over it. I just couldn't be bothered to drink anymore. So back in the day, I used to be a bit of a smoke bomber. So I smoke bombed, left him by himself, and little to say, he absolutely blew up at me for leaving. I mean, I'd probably blow up at you too. Yeah, fair enough. It was his birthday. Yeah. I was definitely in the wrong. It was but his like, birthday, cashew. <laughs> But, like, I, it was really, really early in the morning at this stage. Like, I'd been there for over 12 hours. I just had to go to bed. And I just kind of forgot that we were out just together. Like, we we went out just together. There was a bunch of people there that we knew. So he wasn't by himself. But, yeah, yeah he had to find a different way home. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. Oh, no. Well, mine, uh, I mean, it's related to food, so probably just as bad. But he saved his KFC for Smoko, and I ate it when I was hungover. Oh, Lemmy. Oh, oopsie. You know not to mess with a man's food. I know, but who leaves Who leaves leftover KC? Like, just eat it. I know, that's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not into leftover KC, so, but I was that day, apparently, but. Yeah, when you're hungover, it's different. It doesn't count. You're off the yeah. hook. All right, you guys have been put in the doghouse too, obviously, because you're pee-pees. <laughs> Literally, we're all a little bit naughty sometimes. This one has got to be my favorite because feels... I go a bit skits on the piss sometimes. Don't yeah, we all? been there, done that. Yeah, yep. We it. all have our moments. Yes. This, this one's, I'm really proud of this chick for even doing this. So mm-hmm. I ordered $14,000 worth of landscaping and it doesn't even look good. <laughs> but what no is, way. What is landscaping though? Like I just picture landscaping to be grass. Like how could you spend $14,000 on grass? Yeah, I don't understand it. I'm like, maybe she did like the full, maybe like a feature wall with some flowers coming out and some grass. Like I have no idea. I mean, I'm like, I'd go to Bunnings and buy a pot plant and be like, babe, I got the landscaping for the house. Do you love it? And they'd be like, no, it's all right. I'll do it. Thank you. Right. (laughs) I would not spend $14,000. So you go girlfriend for putting in that much effort. Literally. I'm fucking proud of you. And like absolutely killing it for even trying. So go off. Yeah. This one is fucking wild yeah I let my (laughs) I let my boyfriend walk around in my ex's shirt for a month and then he found out whose it was I mean wouldn't he ask like whose shirt is this before he wears it around for a month no I feel like boys always just chuck on a shirt and be like oh this looks good to me cool I'm gonna wear it like have they it's all you know they just assume it's probably their friends or something yeah but it's at their girlfriend's house dude I don't know that's just wild that is so funny though. It's a great story. That is fucking hilarious, but also like, whoa. <laughs> this last one, I mean, this one's a banger. I put myself in it all the time. It's not his fault. He can't take it. <laughs> Mark, motherfucking drop. <laughs> that relates to you as well, Lem. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I love that Did one. you write, did you put that one in there? <laughs> no. Oh, that's so funny. No, I love it. You know, we've all been put in the doghouse, but as long as you make up for it and everything's all fine, then it's all just fun and games. I feel like as long as you admit to what you've done wrong to be put in there, then it's fine. Mm, exactly. I agree. I agree. Totally. You've got to own your mistakes. Own that we shit. We all fuck up. We're only human. Yeah. This wraps up our episode about women from a male's perspective. We could go all day. And if there is anything else you guys want to know, that goes on in a man's brain, please let us know because we had so much fun talking to our guy friends about this episode and getting all the goss and, you know, feeling like our FBI skills were growing every single moment. Yeah, I agree. So we're going to end this episode with quite literally bang and we're going to talk about New Year's. Yay, I know. So this episode will be out three days before New Year's Eve. 
So we just wanted to kind of deep dive into New Year's a little bit because it is a huge time of the year. You know, there's lots of New Year's resolutions and goals and Mm. mindsets being thrown around. There's also lots of partying and a lot of pressure on, you know, looking back and being like, I had the best year, blah, blah, blah. So we really wanted to deep dive into it all and tell you guys how we're feeling about New Year's and yeah, we just want to jump in. Well, this is very controversial, but I honestly think that New Year's resolutions are bullshit. Touche, sis. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I have a fun fact for you all about New Year's resolutions to kick it off that only 9 to 12% of people actually keep their New Year's resolutions. See, at first, this kind of blew my mind and then I sat back and thought about it and thought, Every single time I've ever set a news resolution in my life, it lasts for January and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like why put that pressure on yourself from the first day of the year? You're just coming into this new era of yourself, you know. New Year should be a time where you're, you know, just feeling in love and enjoying the people around you rather than going, this year I need to do this, this, this and this. Like you're starting the year with so much pressure and that is such a negative way to start the year. So I think we need to change the language of resolutions and set almost like mini goals for yourself. Yes. So you write on the money day cashew mini goals is great. So we have put together six alternatives to the new year's resolutions to really take that pressure off. So number one, create a bucket list for the new year. Yes. Instead of resolutions, give yourself a bucket list of things that could be, you know, going skydiving, Yes. If you've never been to a rock pool, go to a rock pool or do something like adventurous. Create yourself more adventurous things to do rather than a resolution because I feel like resolution have so much more pressure attached to them. Yes, I agree. Number two, taking a yearly challenge. So get rid of those monthly challenges, guys. We're doing a yearly challenge. I love this so fucking much. And like that releases all the pressure as well. It's not like I need to jump straight into this in January. You can set yourself a yearly challenge of doing one thing once a month. Like that's 12 times a year. That is easy as, you know, as little as that, start with the basics and then you can always build on it once you're feeling comfortable with it. Yeah. Number three, create a list of things to look forward to. This is a good one because I feel like life can get really hectic and we forget about the small moments that are actually really exciting. So it's really nice to look forward to things so that when you're feeling that bit of pressure, you take yourself back to, I guess, the basics and realize what you've got that actually makes you excited in life. Something I do every year is I'll grab a diary for the start of the year and instead of starting to list down goals and things like that, I will always put my friend's birthdays or family's birthdays or you know something that makes me excited. I love my friend's birthdays. I get excited to spoil them. So I'll message all my friends, make sure I've got all their birthday dates, things that they're doing, and I'll add that in first. So then my journal, the first thing in there is all happy days. Yes, that's a great that's a great way of doing it. You definitely like to spoil your friend's cashew. I do. I love it. It's so cute. Number four, decide what to track or measure in your life. So for example, keeping on track with your exercise is a good one. Mm-hmm. Trying to really, I guess, keep yourself accountable for things you're going to do in the year. I think when you say track and measure, it could be related to literally everything. It could be keeping a track of your mental health or it could be keeping track of how much time you're spending with your friends. It doesn't have to be to do with like exercise or, you know, work or something like that. It could be, you could make it fun and yeah. really make sure you're getting, you're making the most out of your new year. Yeah. Even keeping on track of how much water you're intaking on the daily. Like it's so, exactly. it's something so simple. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. I think the reason New Year's resolutions feel bullshit to us is because a lot of the time we make them too difficult to complete. So I Mm. think if we're just going to step back, bring it back to basics, like we love to say, and literally make it fun, have fun with it. Yeah. Let's, we, we, we love a basic, we love a basic life around here. (laughs) Number five, decide on one word for the year. So guys, it could be so little as happiness. I am obsessed with this. 
I decided that my one word for the year is going to be adventure because I know I've got a lot of traveling in store and I just want to make this year full of taking on new things and doing exciting things and surprising myself and always going on the next adventure. So that's my word for the year. Yes, that's a great word for the year, Cash. Thanks. Number six, reboot an area of your life. So where do you want to grow in in your life particularly? Yeah, and I think this is important to look at what you were lacking in in previous years or, you know, something that you've always wanted to do. So, for example, something I need to reboot in is spending time by myself and looking after my mental health more because I find that I put a lot of my work life before my mental health. And as I was saying in a previous episode, towards the end of the year, I find that my mental health really lacks. So, Towards the start of the new year, I'm definitely going to reboot my mental health journey and start building on that a little bit more too. Yes, that's a good one. Okay, so there are six alternatives to news resolutions. So if you're not wanting that resolution, please do one of these. Do all of them even. they. I definitely know that I'm going to be writing these down in my journal and filling them out for myself for the new year. Me too. Let's kick the pressure to the curb, babies. So talking about New Year's, I think New Year's Eve is definitely a day full of mixed emotions for a lot of different people. On one hand, it's definitely a time to celebrate the end of the year that's just gone and welcome what's in store for the new year. But on the other hand, New Year's Eve is also a time where, as people sometimes feel the pressure, as you're almost expected to be out partying with friends, kissing someone at midnight, you know, doing all this crazy stuff on New Year's. And if you don't have those things, like if you don't have a partner to kiss on New Year's Eve, it can fucking hurt. I've been there before. But I personally think this is so overrated. Like, I'm way too busy dancing with my friends to even think about kissing someone when that can't countdown goes off yeah and I think everyone who's single really does feel this on New Year's Eve and I mean take the pressure off be with your friends your girlfriends are always going to be there for you so I always make the time for them totally and that's the thing you may not have a partner this year but you might next year so it's like while you're single living it up don't run around all night trying to find some single guy to hook up with literally Spend the night dancing with the people that you love. That's the most important thing, I think. Yeah, and I think New Year's, it's really a special, you know, New Year's Eve is really special. Everyone is reflecting on their year. Everyone's getting excited for the new year and the vibes are high. Absolutely, Lem. And I think it's really important to focus on how much you've grown this year and what you've learned as well. You know, I think New Year's Eve is really special to me because I always look around the room and notice how many different people there are all celebrating the same thing, but we've all been on such different journeys throughout the year. You know, even you and I, Liv, have had such different journeys this year, even though we've done a lot of things together, just because everyone is so different. Yeah, and I think it's really special that everyone has had such a different journey over the past year, and I I find that so special, and it's really, everyone is so unique, so it's exciting. I just think it's really nice as well because everyone just wants you to have a great night. Everyone is just feeling the vibes, you know. It's like we almost all come together. It's that one time of the year that, like, that gets amplified so much that we're all fucking in this shit together. Yeah, so this year vibes are going to be high because Cashew and I are going to go to Falls together for our last New Year's together for I don't know how long. So I am more than excited for this. I've got one thing to say. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a big night, but I've never personally been to Falls, so I'm Wait, what? I've never been. Dude, what? Yeah. That's wild. I've I've been to every single Falls since I was fourteen. Yeah, that's wild. Cashew. Cashew, that's a naughty. Yeah. Cheeky, you know I love a festi, so I wouldn't miss it for the world. But controversially, I was actually a bit undecided whether to go this year because I am really trying to save for London and my savings have gone down a little bit over Christmas. Whoopsie daisy. But, you know, I thought it's my last festival with my little lady. Let me go before I move. And I couldn't think of anything better than spending New Year's Eve with my work wife, you know, someone who I've put so much time and so much love into this year. So 
I couldn't think of being with a boy, being with anyone else more than being with you. So I'm fucking excited. Get us to falls right now. Yes, it's it's been one crazy, I'm not even going to say year, I'm going to say past three months with the potty. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I I could say it for the both of us, we are so grateful for every single moment we've had on this podcast so far. And I'm so excited to start a new year with the PPs and really, really grow next year. Me too. I think, you know, we did start this podcast at a strange time in the year. Mm. You know, it's a very busy time of the year, but I think this has almost been like our three-month practice run. And next year we are kicking PP off with a fucking bang. We're going to have, you know, all that we're going to go through all of the milestones together. We're just going to be here for each other and really grow our community next year. And we can't wait. And we are... We are just so grateful for you guys and everything you've almost given us because we wouldn't be able to do this without any of you. So it has been incredible. And Liv and I were speaking about this the other day. We almost feel like this is our purpose. Yeah. You know, we feel so full and happy when we're recording potties or working on it. And it's, yeah, it's been a lot of hard work and effort and time has gone into this, but every single second has been incredible. Yes, so let's end it with a big, big thank you to you all. I hope, we hope you have the best New Year's ever and best Mm -hmm. year next year. Like, let's kick it. Literally, yeah, this is our last episode for the year, so we hope you guys are happy and celebrating and leave the year with a full heart and enter 2023 being the best version of yourself because you fucking got this shit. And happy New Year's. We love you all so fucking much. See you next year. See you next year, pippies. You can find us at Pretty Poison Pod on Instagram, where we'll be posting all of our question boxes each week so you guys can get involved in our conversation. Most importantly, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms that will be listed in our description below. Bye, babies. Bye. Bye.